Phil, that was uh, Michael Tobin. Um, very uh, engaging guy. Uh, uh, certainly a very interesting life. Um, and uh, a wonderful relationship with his wife. And he had to really deal with it. And I, I think uh, what was interesting for me was how uh, we often we talk about contemporary spirituality. Uh, well, here's somebody like all of us that needs to use that spirituality to actually deal with real life situations. I'll mention the book again, Riding the Edge, a love song to Deborah. So uh, yeah, uh, fascinating stuff. And something, I mean, I think everybody I know uh, knows somebody who's dealing with uh, someone in their family or a close friend that has Alzheimer's. So it's, uh, and, and, and I think it's because people live so long, that's part of the issue, but it's a real tough one. Well, we should uh, not give readers, the uh, listeners the wrong impression. His book ends with his wife having Alzheimer's and he doesn't uh, discuss it there. He discussed it with us a bit, but the book is about uh, the love between them and the challenges they had and the adventures they had. Amazing so, yeah. life, bicycling all over the place, both PhDs in psychology. And she comes from a Muslim family and he mm -hmm. comes from a Jewish family. She converted part, though at, at one point, right? And then, and was disowned by her family yeah. for doing yeah. so. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, this happens, uh, Christians and Jews and every combination, atheists and religious and, uh, you know, families sometimes are accepting, sometimes they're not. I thought it was interesting. He talked about the Yom Kippur uh, service where he lasted a half hour and bolted out. And she was there for five hours. Didn't understand what anybody said, but picked up on, I guess, uh, aspects of it that were very uh, uh, inspiring to her. It's I, interesting. I, you know, um, you and I probably grew up with people falling in love with people from different re religions right, or right. ethnic groups and having resistance from families right. and terrible things have happened because of it. Right. Uh, that happens less now because, right. uh, you know, we're multiplicity and, uh, you know, it's much more part of our lives, but it was not uncommon back then for people to have serious conflict because of that. The other thing that was not uncommon, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I used to notice it. Um, Sometimes the convert is way more religious right. than the one born into it. Right, right. Yeah, that, that is often the case. And that can be uh, any religion. Somebody becomes a Christian, all of a sudden they're diehard. You know, yeah. their spouse isn't. Somebody becomes Jewish and the same thing. As a matter of fact, uh, The Amazing Mrs. Maisel, which is a very popular series going on, one of the characters, and I forget who she is, She's converted to Judaism and she's way more religious than anyone else. Yeah. She goes on holiday every day, you know, and she's really embraced it. And, and I think part of that is because um, if at a, if you're born in a particular religion, religion, you take it for granted. If you actually make a decision and some people say, All right, I'll convert just so I can get married and not be hassled by anybody's family. Other people will actually make a very deep decision. I want to do this. I want to embrace this. And then they go for it and they become a zealot. You know, and so it's uh, yeah, I, look, I grew up in um, uh, in, in, a, in a town, uh, Jersey, just north of Jersey City. And uh, there were a lot of Italians who were Catholic, most of them not super religious. And there were a lot of uh, Jewish kids. 
and uh, most of them were reformed, some conservative, but very few orthodox. And it was a lot of intermarriage. In most cases, it wasn't a problem. Uh, maybe it was a serious discussion and it was this and that, but not a lot of cases where people were actually disowned, although I'm sure it happened. And like you said, it's probably less a They're problem dead now. to me. They're dead, finished. Well, you know, there's stories of, uh, a, a, a lot of people have gone through that. It must be yeah. no, painful. It's, it's you know, it's, yeah, it, uh, for, 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 for folks to go through that. And, you know, and I think, and then there's a lot of people that, you know, it would be easier if you found somebody that had a similar background to you. But if you don't, you know, we can live with it. And, and so right. there's a lot of very sweet stories too about yeah. people embracing And, and some of the sweetest stories are the ones where the parents resist and resist and resist and try to convince them not to. But once the, the, the decision is made, the parents have to adapt and then they get to know the person. Right. And it's the best thing that ever. Right, right. I, I heard a funny story, and we'll get back to the book, where a guy was telling me that uh, he was marrying somebody of another faith, and he went to his bed, but the parents knew her. And uh, he said to his parents, I know it's going to be hard on you. We, we decided to get married. What do you think? He said, what do we think? Marry you tomorrow before she leaves you. Like, they feel so lucky like that. If she gets to know you any better, she's not going to be around anymore. You know, it was like one of those things. We don't care what you become. Like, just go with her, you know. So it's, uh, so that happens. But obviously, you know, Michael's had, had a very uh, profound uh, connection uh, with his wife. Uh, I, I think uh, to be that deeply entangled, uh, one needs a real spiritual basis, whether it's, it, it, it's, it's uh, uh, manifest in a particular religious tradition or not. I think it went, it transcended all of that in the way he described it. And that uh, it didn't ma matter who became what religion, uh, that it was, you know, um, going to be um, something oh, very significant. Love has nothing to do with any of those boundaries. Right. You know, it, 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 you know, that expression, love conquers all, it, in a sense, you know, his story is, is like that. But, the, you know, there's a, he has a very grounded in the world sense of spirituality. I mean, we, 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 we wouldn't have in, had somebody on the show who just had a, a, a good love story to tell. Right. There's a, a, a deep, strong spiritual overtone right. and undercurrent to, to everything he said. Right, and, right. And, and, know, and let's made... not, what? No, go ahead. And let's not overlook the fact that um, the first person he mentioned when we asked about spiritual inspiration was Willie Mays. I like that. Oh, man. And the flow, yes. and, and it was something very cosmic about. <laughs> how he played. I mean, if you were from that era, it's amazing. The, the other thing I thought that was very insightful is, uh, and, and I don't know if it was a quote that he first came up with or he got it from somewhere else. And he said, you don't have a lot of agnostics in a, in a, in a, in a foxhole. In fox so when you really hit the wall, you know, this is it. It could be, I could be gone any moment now. And then uh, one suddenly becomes very spiritual, very interested in, in, uh, in, in uh, getting some support from a, from a higher being, and uh, and when he went through it, and I also thought it was very helpful for anyone to hear that. Look, there's going to be pain. There's going to be tough times in life. You have to embrace it and go with it, and you don't have to like it, but you know you have to deal with it. He also, the story told about how he was, you know, climbing mountains, and all of a sudden, you know, he's he's walking with a cane. He accepted that, 
if, if he had not, uh, the young guy had a harder time accepting it, his friend, than he did. And if you don't accept it, you're going to be miserable. At some point, if you accept it, this is what it is. No, I mean, it's to nice. me, one of the hallmarks of spiritual progress is uh, what the uh, Bhagavad Gita uh, <laughs> describes as having equanimity in loss and gain, defeat and victory, mm -hmm. pain and pleasure. That inner stability, inner peace, and the, ex and the ability to accept what is and gracefully adapt and not lose your center and not lose your gratitude and your appreciation. Um, those are challenges on the spiritual path. Right, right. You and know, some it, people don't do it very well right. and some people do. Right, and, and life throws a lot of curveballs at you. Hey, Funny story like that. I, I remember going on one of my first residence courses where I was doing many hours of meditation and for about a week. And I and, and it was right before Thanksgiving. And I came back and I felt this great equanimity. I thought this is it. And then I went to my family's Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner and it was every, you know, everybody's Italian yelling and throwing. And it was like the equanimity went right out the window. And I, and I realized that, you know, it's and uh, there's a line in the in Somerset Mon's book, uh, the Razor's Edge. The the main character, uh, uh, when he reflects on he he goes off and this is like in the 1930s goes off into the Amalia's and all and he said it you know it's easy to be uh, enlightened to be a monk on a mountaintop. It's when you come back into the world and you're really dealing with the day to day, yeah. the monotony, the every, every aspect of it. That's when uh, you, you really test it. So I think we, we all have those uh, challenges. Yeah. And I think Michael very beautifully in his book and in the interview articulated much of what um, uh, his perspective is on it. I was, I was at a party once uh, and um, people were you know chatting and one guy came over and he had just been on a one month silent Vipassana retreat. Uh -huh. And he was saying, you know, He's he's so expanded. He's he's never felt this way. This you know he's been totally transformed. You know all the all the stuff you know right. that we aspire to on the spiritual life, the, the great awareness, the inner stability. And as soon as he walked away, some somebody who knows him says, "Let's see if he passes the spouse test." <laughs> he had he hadn't even been home yet. <laughs> Good luck. It all yeah, it, it, it that's when it it uh, it it uh, it hits the fan. But anyway, well, uh, excellent. Okay. Uh, the, the name of the book, uh, "Riding the Edge: A Love Song to Deborah." Uh, for those listening or watching, uh, please help us stay on the air. You can. We're not a nonprofit, but you can contribute. Uh, thank those people. I want to thank those people that have contributed. Go to spiritmatterstalk.com. It'll tell you what to do. And also, whether you're listening or watching, uh, hit the subscribe button. It doesn't cost anything. And it really would help us if you did that. Our subscription Great. numbers are going up and we want to continue that. Uh, and again, our archives, what, 300 or so uh, interviews, uh, some really wonderful people. And we have some great ones coming up. So stay tuned. Phil, stay uh, tuned. Time. take care. Really Next made. Time, I remember that. Yep.